We give, we thank God today. Let's lift up our voices today and thank God for everything that God has been doing for us. We bless the name of the Lord for His mercy. We thank Him for His goodness. We thank God for His glory. We thank God for His power. We thank God for His loving kindness. We thank God for seeing this very day. It's the midweek. God began with us just a few, few days ago, like a few hours ago. And we thank God that this, at this time, the midweek of the, of the whole week, the hand of God has been so mighty upon us. Thank God for revelation. Thank God for manifestations. Thank God for testimonies that we have been hearing. And thank God this is our Bible study day. We give God the praise and glory and honor for everything that he has been doing for us. Father, we bless and exalt your holy name. We magnify the Egypt holy name we have prayed with us given. Shall we just lift up our voices and thank God according to the word of the Son. Thank God for tonight. Thank God for the word that you will receive tonight. Thank God for the authority of God that resides upon our lips tonight as we will speak the word of God over nations, declare the counsel of heaven. Thank God for the knowledge of the Holy Spirit that will come to us as the word of God will reach our hearts tonight. Regarding, regarding the life of Job. Thank God for the manifestations that will come up after this. Thank God for the transformation and illumination that we will all receive tonight by the word, the reason of the word. Lord, we thank you for counting us worthy among those who can open the word of the living God, that we are not among those who do not know you, who bow to graven images. Lord, we bless your name for illuminating our mind and helping us to recognize you as our God and our Savior. Even the one who created the heavens and the earth. Even for the honor and the privilege to learn at your faith. What a great privilege. Father, we bless you. God, the Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for such a time as they were very excited in you. And we bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Yes, you are very welcome tonight. Uh, we have been enjoying God uh, in a very tremendous way, especially through these uh, our prayer sessions that um, God, God directed us that we should be praying from the scriptures to learn each day. And uh, can you not see abundant treasures in the scriptures that we are reading? Even the scriptures that we read before and it seems as if, oh, is this is story, what it is about. We, we can see from the way we lead our prayers that the Holy Spirit is giving us great insight. However, our weekly Bible study is turning on to Brother Job. You know, we have been looking very much into Jeremiah, and after chewing Jeremiah very well and digesting everything about Jeremiah, we went into the lamentations of Jeremiah. Now, and the Lord had led his servants to teach now on Job. If you look at from one end to the other. But I'm sure that it is a very divine uh, approach. Because I've seen all the frustration that God had with Jeremiah. And uh, Jeremiah had with Israel. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, all the intercession of, of Jeremiah and the rest of it and his lamentation. It's a good time to come into the life of a man that is typical of the life of every one of us. And I'm sure that today's message will really transform our lives. We don't know how long we are going to be going in this message of um, Jeremiah, but I can guarantee you, we will, um, of Job, we will not leave Job until we have explored everything in Job. Don't worry, if it takes us a year to do it, we'll be very careful step by step because the life of Job is a typical of the life of man upon the face of the earth. Let's just welcome with me, Reverend Omar. Hand over to you. Praise the Lord tonight. It is wonderful once again to be in his presence. The psalmist says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Say, my feet shall stand within your gates, O Jerusalem. And I thank God, as the man of God has said to us, we are in Abetel. So our feet is standing within the gates of God, even in Abetel, where angels come down and go up. And I believe that God has sent his angel tonight to lead us as we open or start uh, deliberating on this book of Job. The book of Job itself. There are many authors that write various things about the book of Job. 
but by the great inspiration that God has given to me, I'm able by the great um, wisdom that God has given to me, I'm able to pick out some of these things I'm going to read to you about the introduction. We are only looking at the introduction tonight so that we can be more established and based uh, on the uh, solid rock, which is Jesus, as he continues to help us to develop the book of Job, this book of Job from one chapter to the other. But it's good for us to know what is it about the book of Job. And that's what we're looking at tonight. And I believe that God is going to grant every one of us understanding. And after reading the book of Job, guess what? It's going to be wonderful. Your life will not remain the same. An adventure, you find yourself in the picture of Job, what Job was going through. As, we, as I introduce you tonight, you will see that the latter part of Job's life was better than the former. And that is what is going to happen to everybody. Amen. A life of turnaround after we have read the book of Job. Mm. You know what happened to us in Jeremiah. By the time we know, we read about Jeremiah and his lamentation, our lives did not remain the same. Mm. When we, we, know, we know now the purpose for which God has called us. Whatever grace that God has placed upon your life, if God has called you to be in that position, you will last in that position. And you will excel in that position. And the same thing that we are looking in the book of Job. An adventure, you are going through trials, tribulations, and problems. You are not going to be there forever. God is restoring double to you in the name of Jesus. And that takes us to the book of Job. Introduction to the book of Job. The book of Job presents... A blameless and upright man who feared God. That you can see in the book of Job. Uh, could you, maybe Apostle will be able to help me to read because I won't want yes, to be going forth. Could you open your Bible to the book of Job 1.1? 1, 1. The book of Job, as I said, presents an upright man who feared God. Job 1.1. 1, 1. And yes, read Job 1.1. 1, 1. In the land of Oz, there lived a man who whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. That is it. Describe Job. Look at uh, what also described Job as a righteous man. Go to the book of James, chapter 5, 15 to 16. Because Job was a, blame, a, a blameless life, a right, a, an upright uh, man, he was also a wealthy man. The Bible also qualifies him as a righteous man. Mm. What makes me a righteous man? Let's look at it. In that book of James, chapter 5, 15 to 16. It says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise him <laughs> up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. Job, that, that qualified Job as a righteous man. He was a righteous man. And let's look at the book of John, chapter 9, verse 31. John 9, 31. We know mm -hmm. that God does not listen to sinners. Mm -hmm. He listens to the godly man yes. who does his will. Yes. And you can see all this resume of Job. He was a righteous man. He was not a sinner because he went through all the... He might be a sinner despite God or whatever. But he was a man that lived a righteous life that you cannot get stained yes. in his life. And in that book of uh, John chapter 9, 31 said, we know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. Who is that? Who, who is, who is uh, referred to as godly? Someone who does the will of God to the end. And these characteristics we are going to see, we are going to emulate and make that to be part of our lives as we read the book of Job and forevermore as we live on the planet Earth. Job, was, Job also lived a secured life in the midst of his family and was prosperous and well or wealthy. Look at Job's, uh, Job 42, verse 10. And you can also prepare uh, Psalm 14, 7. Job 42 verse 10. What makes, he said he lived a life in the midst of his family and was prosperous or, or he was wealthy. Job 42 verse 10. Yes. Alright, Job 42 verse 10. After Job had prayed for his friend, the Lord made him prosperous again. I want you to watch out for that word. After he has prayed for his friends that were even speaking wrong things about him. Forgiveness there. Then God made him. Go on. Again. 
God made him prosperous again and gave him twice as much as what he had before. Let's go to Psalm 14, verse 7. What made what what made Job? What made us refer to Job? Because we are looking at that man Job now, lived a secure life in the midst of his family. And what made him prosperous or what made him wealthy? Even twice more than what he has ever had before. Psalm 14, verse 7, uh, 7 yes. Oh, that salvation for Israel will come out of Zion when the Lord restores the fortunes of his people. Let Jacob rejoice and Israel be glad. God will always restore the fortunes of his people when you walk in line with God's words. And you can see that in the life of Job. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 3. You are looking at the life, he lived a secure life in the midst of his family. And he was wealthy. Deuteronomy 30, verse 3. Then the Lord, your God, will restore your fortune your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he has scattered you. You see, in, in, in the life of the children of Israel, they, they were sinning, they were doing things that they like uh, that they were doing, but God spoke the word of God to them through Moses. He said he will restore your fortune. So peradventure you find yourself in this in a trial tribulation, or it might be because of your sin, it might be because of other reasons. Just have an assurance that as we read the book of Job, and it's going to remain with you forever, God is going to restore your fortune like never before. He was a man of faith. Job was a man of faith, and he trusted God in all his ordeal, in all his problems. Job trusted God throughout. So God is what we are learning from the book, from the introduction of the book of Job tonight, is that whatever you are going through, make sure that your faith is strong, is not shaking, and trust God, and He will restore all that He has, that Satan has stolen from you. The Lord blessed His latter part of His life more than the first. Job lived a hundred and forty years. He saw his children. And their children to the fourth generation. That's 42.16 because I've explained what is in that scripture. We don't need to read it. So Job lived at 140 years. He did not say with long life he satisfied. Ah, I don't think I can live that year. If you claim me, you leave it. If you don't claim me, then you don't leave it. I want your faith to be strong. Ah, that time is I'm going to be. If Jesus tarries, we will live these years. Amen. <laughs> if Jesus tarries, you are going to live it and we are going to be strong. All these leg aches, ankle aches, ear aches, and everything will be gone because you are living it in God. Amen. Life of righteousness can build you to that. Introduction to the book of Job we are looking at. Job was tested by Satan, but in the end, he became victorious. And his faith was rewarded. Are you going through trials and tribulation? Satan tempted Jesus several times. But because of the word of God, Jesus prevailed. Mm -hmm. Can I say to you, Job too prevailed because of the word of God. That's right. The word that comes out of Job, even in his trials and tribulation, were seasoned with salt. Mm -hmm. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. Mm -hmm. This book describes the kind of faith God requires from us. And how such faith works, it's how such faith works itself out in the midst of a difficult situation that surrounds us. That is all what you can see around the book of Job. It describes the kind of faith God requires, a strong faith, faith that stands tough times, faith that does not grumble, faith that looks up unto God, the finisher of our faith, but as ventures are going through right now, God demands your faith. May the Lord increase all our faith in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our faith must be strong. You don't know what I'm going through? Let your faith be strong to the end. I don't know I'm going to put it through to you. It took me years to be able to get to this understanding I'm giving to you. It took me years because my faith was shaking. But thank God for the man of God that replaced by me. Beside me. I tell you, each time I look at his faith, my faith gets stronger. At the time, I say, mm, 
what if, what if, what if, what if we'll be taken out of, of, of your speech tonight in the name of Jesus? Our faith will be strong. That is another thing about the introduction of the book of Job. If there's nothing we are going to learn throughout the book of Job, we are learning about his faith. God requires of us a faith that perseveres patiently in the midst of adversity. That is, a faith that perseveres in the midst of difficult or in the midst of difficulty or misfortune. Or when we face resilience in the face of adversity, God as adversity, God requires such strong faith. May we be uh, uh, May we have that faith tonight in the name of Jesus. Although this book is about a righteous man who endures incredible suffering, it focuses more on God's wisdom and sovereignty. As we look at the book of Job, we are going to begin to see the wisdom of God and the sovereignty of God. When we talk about wisdom, that we are looking at the quality experience because God's wisdom cannot be compared with any wisdom. But I just want to encourage us so I can be able to know what we are going to get in, from the book of uh, a Job on, on the wisdom of God. Having a, the, the quality of wisdom, <coughs> wisdom is a quality of having experience, quality of having knowledge and good judgment. You can see it throughout the book of Job. Wisdom, the quality of being wise. That is the quality to listen to the words of wisdom, to the words of God. Even in the midst of trial, the midst of, in our day-to-day -day life and activity. The book of uh, Proverbs tells us about wisdom. He said wisdom speak in a, in a, on our streets. Wisdom speak uh, uh, around our gateway the, uh, at the airport. Wisdom speak at the seashore, wisdom speak anywhere. His presence is and Jesus, according to First Corinthians chapter one twenty four, say Jesus is the wisdom of God. So we are going to see wisdom that was speaking even around Job all the while throughout his problem, throughout his ordeal. Even when friends are speaking wrong things to him, wisdom was also speaking, and he listened to wisdom. You must be wise as you read the book of Job. Let's look at how wisdom operates in the life of Job. Wisdom, we can also be said that, is a quality of the soundness of an action or decision with regards to application of experience, with regards to the application of knowledge and good judgment. Amen. The wisdom also is a quality of the body of knowledge and principles that develop within a specified society or period. That is wisdom. Always be able to direct. I said there are things that we are focusing, going to be focusing on, on the book of Job. You focus more on God's wisdom and God's sovereignty. I've told us what wisdom we can like. God's wisdom cannot be qualified by any, any other wisdom. But wisdom in our own interpretation is what I've just told you. The sovereignty. God's sovereignty can never be qualified as well. But for a lighter understanding, because we are going to meet this throughout the book of Job. Supreme power or authority. That is sovereignty. How can we hope or, or, or rest uh, uh, sovereignty away from, from people? It's not possible. Sovereignty is the authority of a state to govern itself or another state. So we have national sovereignty. Or a self-governing state. That is sovereignty. There are deep questions that arises as we going to read this book of, uh, of Job. Maybe you might come across questions like when we start to deliberate on the book of Job. Why do the righteous suffer? Job was said to be a blameless man. He was said to be an upright man. He was meant to be a wealthy man that have everything. But yet he suffered. God did not tell us that part of the package of our life is that we, if you have all these qualities, that we will not suffer. Satan, you know, is always there. 
his title or his job, if there are three main purposes for which he's here, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So sometimes God just let him flex his muscles because God believes that we have so much of him that we cannot yield to him. So therefore, I want to tell you that you must not yield to temptation because you have enough of God in you. God lives in us. So why do the righteous suffer? These are some questions that you might come across, you might be thinking about. Why will God allow such suffering? You find yourself, why? What have I done? No, 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 no. You are not supposed to run commentary when that time comes. Or when you are passing, during the time you are passing through such a thing, it becomes... You are supposed to fix your thoughts on God and tell God what next. The Lord will grant us the grace to get to that standard. Another question that we might have was, why should a man believe in God? If I have to go through this, why, did, why am I born again? You know, sometimes you, the trial of your faith comes when you are giving your life to Christ. And the enemy come and try you like Job, that you take that job from him. Or you take that job away from her and see if she or he will save you. And then that job is taken away. God is looking at your reaction. Always know that. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil because God himself is with us. His rod and his staff, which is the word of God, as long as you are learning in his, uh, under his feet and we are following the word of God, you see us through. There are some other questions that might come. Why believe in God without visible benefits? Why? What has it done to you? <laughs> Do you not know that the book of Psalms, maybe one of the Psalms, Psalm 9, he said, those who know my name will put their trust in me. Those who know my name. When you know an architect, you know, no, this man can, can deal with building. When you know a farmer, you know this man can deal with uh, crops. When you know a medical doctor, when you are sick, you go to the medical doctor. So the Bible says, those who know my name, according to that book of Psalms, will put their trust in me. God is our healer. Will you not put your trust in him? God is our savior. Will you not put your trust in him? God is God, and he said to us, with him all things are possible. Will you not put your trust in him? I think these are the things that the word of God that Job was standing upon. And some person might come, ah, why is this happening? To, what did happen to Job? Why believe in God without visible benefit? Things are not happening with you. But it took Job in his latter days to see the result. Your own result will not be too far. In the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. In Job's, uh, we are also looking at Job's friends. Job's friends were so limited in their questioning. But the, uh, but the answer emphasized the limitation of human wisdom as contrasted with the vast wisdom of God. They have several wrong questions and they were like, when we get there, you'll be able to see it. What were the names of Job's friends that spoke to him throughout the book of Job? You must make sure you you know those, uh, those names. Bildad, Eliphaz, and Zophar. When we get, I'm not going to tell you where they are, but when we get along reading the book of Job, we are going to see these friends. The characters in the book of Job, but when you look at the book from beginning to the end, what are, who are the characters that we can see? Job is number one character. I'm not surprised that the book is named after him. It's one of the books in the books in the Bible that is named after the, uh, the, the the one who wrote them. You can see Job, the characters in the book of Job. Number one character is Job uh, himself. Then number two, his wife, who suggested to him to deny God during his trial. Example of a bad wife. We are going to learn from this wife, and those of us that are married will be able to know how to be that wise woman that Proverbs talks about in that uh, Proverbs 14.1. The wise woman that builds her home. The foolish one with her hands tears it down. Your husband is in trouble. Your husband is... That's why we study in this book. So that we can, it can affect our own personal lives as well. That's the time. Don't you look at other friends. If that job is not working, why didn't you pick any other job so I can pay our bills? These are what we are talking about. But there are ways that you can put that through. The Bible says, be angry, do not sin. 
There are ways you can put those thoughts, even if, you know, sometimes there are some men that can even, because I'm talking as a woman, my husband is not like that. But through my counseling, I've known some men that can even push women to that extent that I talk to them anyhow. But be angry, do not sin. That's what you can learn from this, uh, 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 Job's wife's character. He called the husband, why are you having all this pain and all this trouble? If God is there, why is God not showing up? He said a lot of rubbish words. His wife who suggested to him to deny God during his trial. We are going to read about her in that book of Job chapter 2, 9 to 10. Another character, other characters, Job's friends, Bildad, Eliphaz, and Zophar. We are going to read about them. We are also going to read about a man named Elihu. God, we are going to read about God and the angels, one of whom is named Satan. Can see that angel Satan came. You just try, try Job and see whether I will trust you. It's because of his wealth. It's because of what you have done to him. That's the reason why he's serving God. And this you can see that is God and the angel, one of whom is named Satan. It it begins with an introduction to Job's characters. Uh, to Job's character. He is described as a blessed man who lived righteously in the land of Uz. We read that to you in the book of Job 1 1. James 5 11. Patience, I just made that a reference to the characters in that Bible. And this is one of the main things that you can see in the life of Job. He was patient, he was patient, or you look at the patience of Job. And this patience of Job was reflecting his endurance in the midst of affliction. May God grant us great understanding. And just, let me just tell you brief about this man Job. I wrote here. Because you cannot go reading a book without knowing this very book. Or the main character, Job, the, the man Job, the main character in the book of Job. In this book, we, read, we, we are going to be reading the story of a man called Job. He was a rich, wealthy man. But Satan destroyed everything that belongs to him. Maybe someone might see himself in this picture because of wrong handling or because Satan wants to tempt you or people for any reason that it might be. Let's learn from what happened to him. Job was also a very good man. Good man. Underline the word good. In the beginning of creation, God said everything that he created, good. The plants, every look, God saw that it was good. It was good. It was good. That is God. is a good God. He made everything beautiful in his time. Job was also a very good man. He does not understand why such bad things have happened to him. He can't understand. He has three friends who try to give him advice or answers to his problem. But their words do not help Job to feel happier. Didn't let Job feel happy at all. What type of friends? Uh, what, of, what, what type of friend are you? Are you a friend to God? Then you have God's character. Or what type of friends do you keep? That Job, book of Job, chapter 42, it talks about how Job had to forgive his friends. How God instructed Job and God, God was talking to Job. In that uh, Job 42. And because he forgave, or he forgave them, all his wealth were restored in double portion. By the time we get to Job 42, we'll be able to now look thoroughly into that. Another man tries to help, but Job does not think that he has really understanding or really understood the problem either. At the end of the story, God spoke, God speaks to Job or spoke to Job. Job then understands that he cannot know everything. Only God knows everything. You can see the sovereignty of God in the book of Job. Only God is completely powerful. Therefore, in conclusion tonight, 
Because I said something to us that Job latter days were more glorious than the first, his first appearance. In the end of all his trials, the Lord blessed Job. The Lord did what? The Lord blessed Job. And that you can see in that book of Job 42, 7 to 17. I'm going to read that to conclude. But before I conclude tonight, finally conclude tonight, the key verse in the book of Job, let's quickly go to the key verse in that uh, Job chapter 2, verse 3 says, the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? <laughs> there is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright. A man who fears God and shuns evil. Does that describe you? Hmm. How does God describe you yourself? Can this be your resume or your qualification? Can this be spoken about your character? The key verse in the book of Job. That is what kept Job standing in the midst of trials. He said, and he still maintained his integrity. In one word or in a nutshell, Job was a man of integrity. Though he incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. These are what makes Job kept on. You can write this scripture down, Job chapter 9, verse 17, and Psalm 44, verse 17. You might be referring to them when we start to study the book of Job. The book that, that, that scripture I just read to you, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him, no one. I want you to underline that word, on earth, during that time. There are many, many people on earth, but he said no one at that time that was on earth that was like Job. Can you be qualified like this? Something, it, 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 it was not, it, it was in the world, but he didn't follow the world. He didn't follow the pattern of the world. He was not worldly. He only focused on God. Can that be you? Can that be me? He's blameless and upright. Is that, is that you have a holy walk with God? Is your walk with God upright. A man who fears God and shun evil. Ah, I think Apostle, to, Apostle is teaching all this with us about our heart during this session that is teaching us. And you can see a man who fears God and shun evil. Maybe he should deliberate more on this for us. Resume of, of Job. A man who fears God and shun evil. As the day I was discussing with the apostles that I can just cast from apostles for get, getting out of evil to shun evil. What does it mean to shun evil? There are still little foxes in our lives that devours our vine, that kills the body. That doesn't make us to, be, to, to, to stand tall in God. They are called evil. Maybe apostles will be able to open our eyes more on how to shun evil. And he still maintained his integrity. Job was a man that shunned evil and was able to maintain his integrity. Though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. God does not listen, as I've read to you in that uh, John 9, 31. Doesn't listen to sinner. sinners. He listen to godly man who does his will. We do the will of God. You can see in the life of Job. Psalm 1 applies. Doesn't sit within the seat of mockers. Nor walk in the ways of sinners. He is the light. He's always in the law of the Lord. And in the law of God, he meditates day and night. He is a good man. Doesn't listen to sinners. Doesn't walk with sinners. He doesn't, you know, he's shown evil. He listens to, to uh, he, he, God listens to a godly man who does his will. Job was a man who does the will of God to the end. I'm not surprised that he ended well. But we, like Job, must trust God. Even if 
very bad things happen in our lives. We must trust God. And as I said, to conclude tonight, let's quickly look at that Job. I'm just going to read that to conclude and hand over to Apostle. The book of Job 42, 7 to 17, which is an epilogue about the man Job. Conclusion about the man Job. The Lord blessed Job with those blessings at the end of his journey. After the Lord, from verse 7, an epilogue, conclusion about, the book, about Job. After the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to Eliphaz, the Terminite, uh, 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 the I am angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. God himself was angry. So now take seven bulls and seven rams. Thank God we don't need to take those bulls and rams anymore because of the blood of Jesus. And now we have been allowed to sit with him in the heavenly places, far about principalities, interceding and advocating for the sin of people. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. You know, the Bible says we cannot go on sinning and expect grace to abound. God is now speaking to Job's three friends what they ought to do. So that they too can be restored and even they give that job that opportunity to be restored fully. But thank God that Job passed the test. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourself. My servant Job will pray for you and I will accept his prayers. The prayers of the righteous man does what? Availed much. I will, accept, I will accept his prayers and not deal with you according to your folly. Not deal with them according to their folly. You have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So, Eliphaz, when we get to this time, I'll be able to explain more on this that I'm reading to conclude tonight. So, Eliphaz, the Temnite, Bildad, the Shuite, and Zophar, the Namathite, did what the Lord told them. And the Lord accepted Job's prayer. May God give us a heart uh, uh, to humble ourselves. Amen. After Job had prayed for his friends, Remember their friends, sometimes your friends take you through something, they offend you, they do something. And when they, they, they God touched their heart to call, you know, how do we receive them? May God help every one of us in this area. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord made him prosperous again. The key to, that opened the door of prosperity to Job was forgiveness. To forgive his friends. He said, God made, uh, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord made him prosperous again and gave him twice as much as he had before. That's why I asked us to read that Deuteronomy 33 and Psalm 14, 7. Why was Job prosperous? Why was he wealthy? All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him over all the troubles the Lord has brought upon him. Do you see the reason why we celebrate? <laughs> Psalm 126 applies. When the Lord brought back the captives from Zion, they were like those who dream. It was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for them. And their heart is full with joy. When God restored Job back. Do you see this? Why I have to come and do thanksgiving in the church? 
Sometimes God will do something great for you. And then to do Thanksgiving is a problem. Maybe your salary is increased in the church, uh, in, in your office. You don't know that you have to do Thanksgiving for that. You give it back to God. That that he has done for you. Your heart must be filled with joy. People must see and talk about it. The Lord has done great things for you. And your heart is filled with joy. So come and do Thanksgiving after you are giving back. Thank God for COVID-19. So bring that baby to church. I'm not saying you should bring the baby to church all the time. But Thanksgiving day you must come and celebrate. Carry your baby. Even after that Thanksgiving you go, that's fine. You must do that. The Lord don't know that they have to do that. Even in your house, you go out, you do everything. COVID can follow anybody anywhere. So Thanksgiving is very important. When God did greatly for, 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 for Job, you look at what he did. He invited everybody. You can invite people to your house because your house does not take every member of the church or and your friends. No. Or you can tell them, please come with me and rejoice with me. I've just finished you at the wedding. You must come and give thanks. Call all your friends. The reason why we call friends. COVID will not allow everybody to come with you to the front, but you bring your baby to the altar, let him be anointed, and see what God will do. When God, God consoled him from all his troubles, and each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. You know the reason why we have to give when we are celebrating or doing something? Give to people. Give to God first. Then give to friends. Give to everybody when you are celebrating. And when you go to celebrate, give to one another. When people are doing their birthday, celebrate with them, give to them. They're doing their anniversary, they are getting married. Your giving lifestyle must be great because give us hands. It's always on top. You don't know these secrets. <laughs> you always be like your hand. You are, you are, you are always, always going to be a beggar all the days of your life. May that not be your portion. These are the things that we learn from Job. Job knows how to celebrate, Job knows how to come like one of the lepers that came back. Were not ten lepers healed? Why is it only one that has come back? Those, Job knows the impact. That's why we are looking at the book of Job. That's what made Job to be an upright man before the Lord. That's what made Job to be a man of integrity. Maybe the man is talking. No, no, no. It's not your time. You cannot. You know, sometimes women, you are very, you are, you are very crucial in the life of your husband. And I want all men to be to to to, to be man indeed. And it can be opposite. When you are head of your house, I'm not saying that you rule with authority. You rule with authority, but with authority with the grace of God. Don't rule with, uh, I don't know how to phrase that word. Maybe I possibly will help me later. Rule with grace. Look at Jesus. Spoke with authority several times doing things. But he ruled us with grace. And he, and he gave us like a replica in the book of Ephesians. As God is to the church, so his husband to their wives. Jesus always makes things beautiful. Every time makes things beautiful. No fight, no quarrel. There are ways Jesus will tame the church and will follow. But it depends on you, wife, as the church to follow the husband's discipline. And each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. Gold is, is a very great significance in, in, in the life of man. Gold, gold, precious. Gold ring, precious ring, something precious was given. He saw silver and gold ring. The Lord, verse 12, the Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. You might be going through trials and tribulations, but I tell you, there is light at the end of the tunnel. He had 14,000 sheep. Look at the blessing in those days. When you have <laughs> even 100 sheep, you are a wealthy man. He did not talk about Nabal in the book of 1 Samuel 25. The husband of Abigail, the stingy, wealthy man. You can be wealthy, but stingy as well. May you not be such wealthy people. You've been trusting God for promotion. God has promoted you. Your work is good. Everything about you is good. But you are still stingy. You are not only stingy to God. You are stingy to your, to your home. Your wife cannot ask you something. And you make provision of it. I'm not talking about wives that are hiding their own and then my husband, my mom said it. I'm not saying that. If you are a giver, if you give to your husband, you have abundance from your husband. 
God knows you are a giver. Wow. Your life will not remain the same. I'm not talking about people hiding their own money and want to, to, to make sure that they eat their husband to the end. Or vice versa. There are some men like that. The wife is a giver and then you are the one killing your, 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 your wife. May that not be your portion. He said God blessed Job. He blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. He had 14,000 sheep. 6,000 camel. I'm talking that a wealthy man. What makes you wealthy in those days? Everything you have, but we are wealthy in God. Hallelujah. If you have the wisdom of God, I can say to you that you are wealthy. Because with the wisdom of God, you can do a lot of things, more than all these things. He blessed him with a thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand donkeys. Everything around you will be smelling wealth. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. The first daughter he named Jemima, the second Kezia, and the third Karen Hapuch. No, no, now, now here in all the land that there found women as beautiful as Job's daughter. No, they are not ordinary daughters. They are beautiful to the inside. They are like Philip's daughter, the four daughters of Philip. They are beautiful to the inside. They are blessed with the spiritual gift of God. It's within them. Gift of the spirits. They have. They prophesy. When they say you are beautiful, you are beautiful from inside. I'm not talking of all this pancake type of beauty. No, 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 no. Even when you don't wear your makeup, the beauty is there. Beautiful from inside. These are the type of children that you'll be having. Handsome. Beautiful. And their father granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. Do you know that when God multiplies you, he blesses you, you must have inheritance for your children? It must be in your will. If you are a father, you, 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 you are just where you started as a father. May God help you. You better pray that God will grant God. That's what the Bible says. Parents have to leave inheritance for their children. Some of you are giving birth just because you want to dress them up, you want to buy them toys, you want to do a lot of things for them. You are not thinking of the inheritance you are going to give to them. You must think about the inheritance you have to give to your children. That will be catching that up. These are the things we are going to look at in the, in the life of God. He said he granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. Because it's not only the brothers, like the Zelophad daughters. The book of Numbers. 27 and uh, the other part of it, maybe 30 or something, 31. After this, Job lived a hundred forty years that we have spoken about in production. He saw his children and their children for the fourth generation. If that is your wish, I speak it to you tonight to have it. In Jesus' name. Ah, mommy, what are you talking about? 140 years. If God gave it to you, you will live a peaceful life. And so he died old and full of years. May our end be good. And may God grant us long life and prosperity. But do you know what we need to do about that? You must live upright life. You must be a man or a woman of integrity. You must be that woman that God is describing like you. An upright man. A wealthy man. Maybe that might not be there. But if you are upright, you'll be wealthy in God. When, we are, when you are wealthy in God, <laughs> do you know what, what, what surrounds you from your head to, to your toe? You'll be smelling the grace of God like never before. I pray tonight that we shall be wealthy in God. Great wisdom as he has endowed upon us. We will use in all our operations that when people see us, they will look and praise the God of Jacob. I end my case tonight. And by the time we meet next week, by God's grace, we'll be starting from the book of Job, chapter 1. May the Lord bless every one of us. In Jesus' name, I pass it on to Apostolians. Well, we bless the Lord. <clears throat> we thank God for the book of Job. Uh, and I want to reflect your mind to one thing. During this book of Job, let me give you an assignment. The first assignment that you will have to discover is, why did God allow Satan to tempt Job? 
And when you, the answer to this question, I don't want you to tell what you think. Show me in that book of Job because God wrote why in the book of Job. The second thing question that you must answer is why did Job not deny God? And God said it in the book of Job. Write it down as I'm telling you. Number three. Why did Job, why did Job not deny God? I will give it to give these questions to them to send you back again on your on your WhatsApp. Number three, can God permit the devil in our time? Can he permit the devil in our time to test us or we go through the same trial, this sort of trial? Can God permit the devil in our time? Or can God permit us to go through this kind of trial that is using the devil to take us through all this that you went through? Can God? If you tell, if your answer is yes, why? Where is your yes from? If your answer is no, where is your no from? And that will take you into the New Testament comparison with the Old Testament. Just giving you a hint there. Can a child of God in these days, be, uh, I mean, can, they, can God allow the devil to test a child of God in these days just like that of God? I know we have testing, but I'm talking about the real a replica of Job's life. And I want to dig very much into that. Well, one thing you will recognize about Job is that one virtue that saw Job through is patience, isn't it? The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 7, verse 8, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So we're going to pray that, Lord, I commit myself to you tonight. I won't heard about this. Sustain me by your spirit power. Let me be patient when you are teaching me. Let me be patient with you when you are walking through my life. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. When you take me through waters, let me be patient. Help me to be patient with you. Help me to continue to trust you. If When I go through tribulation, Lord, enable my spirit to still recognize you. Whether I'm up or down, whatever I go through in life, help me, O oh God, not to trade you for anything. Lord, help me that your testimony will continue to be in my lips. Whatever you have taken me through or whatever you will take me through in this life. Help my hope to anchor on your promise. Because faithful are you who have promised, you will fulfill that which you have promised to me. Let your promise be my guide and my potential in the name of Jesus so that I will end up my life in your perfect will. The perfect will of God is the end of Job. The Bible says God blessed him twice what he had got before, not only in wealth, material wealth. He blessed him in righteousness. He blessed him in power. He blessed him in glory. And he blessed him in age. He doubled his age. Probably Job will have died at 70 if he lived a normal life. But God doubled everything for him. So pray and tell God, give me, give me the resilience and the faith to anchor on you that you can never fail. God cannot fail. Come what may. Come what may. God cannot fail. Whatever I'm going through, God cannot fail. God will still be God at the end of it. Father, Lord, we bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. One more prayer I want to pray is from the book of Amos that we are praying. Amos 7. Somebody flagged it, uh, I think, a few days ago. You know, when Amos prophesied to the priest Amaziah in chapter 7 of Amos verse 12, then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. End your bread there. And do, do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy anymore at better. Because this is the king's sanctuary. And the temple of the kingdom. Now look at the reply of Amos. That's where your prayer is. Amos answered Amaziah. I was neither a prophet. Nor a prophet's son. Underline that. But I was a shepherd. As you have truly said. I'm from Judah. I'm a shepherd. 
And I also took care of Sycamore Tree. That was my career. I was doing my own business. But, verse 15, the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, go prophesy to the people of Israel. You are going to pray that God, the Bible says God, the vampire has given us everything we need for life and godliness. 2 Peter 1, 3. You are going to pray to God. This man has no prophetic upbringing. He did not come from the family of prophets. He was just a shepherd. And yet God called him. So it does not have to be that your father was called, your grandfather was called. No, 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 no. Your father may not be saved. Your grandfather may not be saved. That is your salvation. So we're going to pray and tell God, as you call Amos out of the blue, Father, call me to you. Empower me. You empower Amos in prophetic. Lord, empower me. Anoint me with your word. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Amos did not have a root to prophetic. He did not come from the family of priests, neither did he come from the family of the Levites. He was just a shepherd, Lord. And you called him because your gift and your calling is without repentance. <laughs> and you put your words in his mouth for a generation. Lord, empower me, O oh God, too, and put your word in my mouth. Tell God, for this generation, let your prophetic spirit come upon me, regardless of the fact that I may not come from the genealogy of prophets. Anoint my lips with prophetic. Anoint my heart, my mind, my eyes. Oh God, tell the Lord, use me in this season. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit, oh God. Tell the Lord in this season that I will be your mouthpiece to the nation. I will be your mouthpiece to my people. I will be your mouthpiece to my family. I will be your mouthpiece to my community. Tell the Lord, anoint me as you did unto Amos, so that your word in my mouth will not fall to the ground. It will be the very word of the living God. Now let us pray that God will raise more Amos across the globe in the church of the living God. Raise more Amos, O oh God. In all churches all over the world, in all cities all over the world, in all nations all over the world, people who will distinguish themselves from Amaziah, people, Lord, who will stand out from among the churches, people of no repute, people of no, no, a royal beginning, but the unction of God will rest upon them. They will declare the counsel of heaven. They will declare the truth of God. They will operate the power of the Most High. They will turn the hearts of sinners unto God. And they will change the whole perspective of the church on earth. Lord, raise them. Father, we pray, breathe your breath upon your church on earth today. And bring this people to manifestation across the globe. Father, we pray thee. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Our God and King, we thank you. What a God you are. We thank you for the life of Job. Oh, Father God, as we read Job from chapter to chapter, give all of us deep insight into the mystery of Job. Why should God pick a man among all mankind and dedicate a whole book just to talk about the man? If not, that you want us to learn lessons from him about you, God, who you truly are, and about those who are called your righteous, and about your promises and faithfulness and mercy. O King of heaven, we pray thee, O God, that you will grant us insight into this mystery of the book of Job. As we go to explore, O Father, that we will have the knowledge of God, not the knowledge of man. So that by the end of the book of Job, our life, as you have been doing from other books too, will be totally challenged, fired up, deeper insight. O King of Heaven, it will challenge our faith to go deeper into you, to stand stronger in you. And at the end of the day, your name be glorified. Lord, we bless and glorify your name. I pray for everyone under my voice. May God's mercy be upon everyone. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says the expectation of the righteous shall not be caught up. 
Everyone under my voice at this hour, I say to you, we are going to the end of September. Your expectation will not be cut off. Heaven will back up everything that you are doing. The Lord God Almighty, He will open the book of remembrance concerning you and He will fulfill that which He has promised concerning you. The Lord will empower you in your mortal body to seek Him. As we read in the book of Amos, that Amos said that God, he saw a vision and God was going to destroy and he interceded. He asked God for mercy and God gave mercy. Lord, we pray thee too that we also, you will grant us that when we will open our mouth to God to ask for mercy, man will receive mercy. When we open our mouth to ask for grace, man will be given grace. That will empower us, O King of Heaven, beyond the capacity of our body. So that we can stand before you, O Lord our God, day and night, and intercede for people, intercede for nations, and it shall be done. That you can open our eyes like Amos. That he saw your judgment that is coming and you discussed with him. This is what I'm going to do just like you discussed with Abraham. Bring us to the place of God that we will hear you. You will talk to us and we can intercede as Abraham did too. Do Abraham. Father, we pray thee. Bring us to this position in relationship with you. Lord, I bless everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Everyone seek you are discharged. Every headache I cause you to die. Amen. Cells that are cancerous reverse back to normal cells. Anything disordered in your body by the blood of the Lamb, you are restored. By the blood of Jesus, you are restored. Anyone who connects to this meaning that is not of God, I arrest their heart and soul and spirit and body. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every weapon the devil has used against people to deceive them and take them away from God. I break the power of spell over them. I ask the fire of God to surround every man that is under my voice. Destroy all the powers and potentials of Satan. In the name of Jesus, let every heart be boiling with fire of God. Every weapon of the devil be destroyed by the fire of the Most High. There shall be deliverance and there shall be healing. And the name of our God shall be glorified. In the name of Jesus, we have asked. We thank you for people who have their birthdays today. May the Lord remember you all. The covenant of God concerning your days shall be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. If I say, take me, O Lord, to number my days that I arrive that I may set my heart on the part of wisdom. May you increase in wisdom this day. May you increase in knowledge of God this day. May you increase in the power of heaven this day. May a book of remembrance be open concerning you. And may God fulfill Isaiah chapter 14, 24 over you. As God has promised, it shall be. As he has planned, it shall be established for you. His purposes for you shall be confirmed and established on earth. May the Lord grant you all resources you need to fulfill destiny in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless your brain, bless your mind, bless your body. Grant you good health and long life to enjoy your, your, all the days of the Lord have given you on the, on the land of the living. Mercy be yours in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless you and thank you for all that you have imparted into our life tonight. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen and amen and amen. It is written, He that dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In the wave of COVID across the globe, you will have no part in it. The glory of heaven settles over you. And the power of the Most High surrounds you like a shield. God will protect you and protect your family and protect everyone connected to you in this very season. As the wind shall go down as not just before thought. We give God the praise. It rose in September. It is dead in October. Glory be to the name of the Sovereign Lord. Father, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your honor. We thank you for your glory. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen and amen and amen. Shall we just thank God together for tonight's 
If you had a request that we did not particularly mention, just thank God for it. Thank God for those requests that God have answered it. I, I saw during the period of the service somebody who had migraine on this side of the head, and the Lord has healed your migraine. Text me and let's share in the joy of your, of your healing. If, you, if God performed a miracle in your life during this period, maybe you are sick and we're praying and God healed you. Please text us so that we can celebrate your, your healing. Expect miracles every last day, every, la- every day remaining for the month of September will bring you manifestation of God's grace. And write down as God is doing the things that he has promised you. But commit yourself to ceaseless prayer and to the daily study of the word. May the Lord strengthen and bless us together. Well, thank you for coming together for prayer. But let's remember to pray within 12 and 6 a.m. May the Lord continue to strengthen you. Those of you who are on YouTube, God bless you.